1: Lock on. Lock, lock, lock,
0: lock on lock lock. Lock on, lock, lock on cowboys lock
1: on cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir?
0: I'm doing well. I'm ready to to eat some turkey and watch some Cowboys football, as is my annual tradition and all of yours, I'm assuming, as well, if you're listening to this podcast.
1: Absolutely. Uh, We're going to get to our game preview in a second. Uh, Just a really quick programming note. Uh, (laughs) I know a lot of you reached out uh, about uh, yesterday's podcast where, for some reason, my audio cut out about seven or eight minutes in. And it was just laying, in the rest of the time talking into the void.
0: Almost uh, no one complained. Almost no one complained. Uh, Everyone pref- well, actually I, I, preferred it.
1: We, we got a lot of reviews that say that was our best <laughs> podcast ever. So that, it, it might be, have to be something we do in the future. But uh, I can promise you it was some, nothing on our end. We got it taken care of. Everything should be fine today. Uh, it, if it happens again, enjoy the podcast. Um, <laughs> you certainly really, will. Yeah, absolutely. Really quickly, Landon, before we do our, uh, our Bills preview... Uh, we were asked to, to give um, something we're thankful for with our team. So with the Dallas Cowboys landing, what's something that you've been thankful for uh, for this team over the last couple of years? Dak Prescott. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I, you know, he, look, he just I mean, fell out of
0: nowhere. I mean, again, I, I, we have been just, you know, I, I, and then I know you did too. I mean, you kind of were formed in these years, but I mean, I, I've lived through, uh, the, the 2000s, the early 2000s, and, 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 and the kind of QB desert, and we've seen what it's like not to have quarterback. And, and to, to get Tony Romo the way that we did, and then to, f- to follow that up with a fourth-round quarterback who... And, and that's the thing, is that I, I it's not even just... Uh, that we got a good quarterback. I I like who Dak is, you Absolutely. know, and, and uh, it, he's and, easy to root for. Exactly, and really easy to root for. And so I I think that that's uh, I, I'm I'm very thankful that, you know, I'm sure the Cowboys and him will work it out. Whatever the number is, and whatever the number is, it, it's he's worth it in this league. Uh, so I I just think that I just I'm thankful for him and thankful that we at least have that part of our team stable to some degree.
1: Yeah. When I really first started following this team, it was about 2000, 2001. So you're talking Quincy Carter, Anthony Wright, mm-hmm. Ryan Leaf, Clint Sterner, Chad Hutchinson, Drew Henson, Vinny Testaverdi, Drew Bledsoe. Uh, I mean, the, the list of names are, were pretty bad. So, so to have uh, quarterbacks like Tony Romo and Dak Prescott over the last two decades, uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. For me, it's Uh, I'm thankful that that the Cowboys are in in contention every year. Uh, Obviously, they haven't achieved the the goal uh, that we want them to, uh, but every single year that we've been doing this podcast, Landon, the Cowboys have been in it to the last week, and that makes our job easier. It makes it more fun that we can talk about meaningful games. I, I just think about so many of our other podcasts in the Locked Podcast Network, yeah. uh, where there's teams where uh, they're out of it by mid-October, and yeah. there's you know they're in evaluation mode. Where we're sitting here on November 27th talking about big games and playoff runs, and I, I'm thankful that the Cowboys are competitive every single season. I, I just um, real quick on but,
0: that note, yeah, I just yeah, I think about the Cleveland Brown fan fans and like how. They show up at the same numbers that we show up to the to their training camp every year. Yeah, and yeah. And, and and the Cleveland Browns, you know, even outside of this year, this offseason, season, haven't had a lot of things to be super excited about, you know, for their mm-hmm. training camps every year. So uh, yeah, I, I think we have been very very lucky and uh, with with what we've gotten from this team over the years, uh, we just want it to be a little bit better now.
1: Absolutely. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this game preview uh, before we start here. Really quickly on some numbers. I I had some people asking me, is this a must-win game for the Cowboys? Do they have to win this game uh, to stay alive in the NFC? And as big of a game this feels like, Mm. it's really not all that meaningful, to be honest with you. As long as the Cowboys win one of their next three games, either against the Bills, Bears, or Rams, that Week 16 game is all that really is going to matter against the Philadelphia Eagles. So while it, it does seem like the Cowboys need a W, this actually isn't the most important game coming up. Yeah, I mean, I, I you
0: know non-conference games in, are by definition the least valuable to your playoff chances. I mean, it's, it's the lowest ranked you know game that there is, um, as far as you know, in hierarchy of, of the the the, the never-ending triangles of trying to figure out whether or not you made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I yeah, I mean, I think the games. Are big, The New England game was big in kind of a mile marker situation. I think, you know, obviously that game didn't go the way we wanted, but outside of that, these games, these non-conference games, they really aren't, they are the least valuable regular season games that there are. Yeah,
1: thank you to the NFC East for allowing these games to not really matter as yeah, much. Um, let's talk about the Cowboys offense against the Bills defense. It's probably the, the premier matchup of the week. Uh, the Bills have one of the best defenses in the NFL. They have talent at all three levels. Uh, how do you pl- How do you expect the Cowboys to plan on attacking this Bills defense?
0: Well, I mean, as good as this Bills defense is, I, I, I do think that the Cowboys' offense is more talented. Um, I, and I think that you know there are some you have to watch out for the 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 pitfalls of the, of their better players. Like you need to watch out for Jerry Hughes. Um, you need to watch out for uh, their ability to uh i you know i think get some work done on the edges they have they're strong on the edges i love that pairing Uh, i was never really a a fan of of trent murphy Uh, Uh, neither was i and And, 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 i'm not a big trent murphy guy but i think he's i think what he's one thing he's shown is that he can produce at a pretty consistent level almost uh you know, in that same vein as uh, – who's, who's the guy from Washington that I'm just blanking out? The outside linebacker who's been there forever. Uh, Ryan Perdue, Kerrigan. per Kerrigan, yes. It, it, it kind of a Kerrigan sort of way where he's just – he's productive and consistent for uh, long periods of time. Well, so, oh, that's what
1: Washington was hoping he was going to be when they drafted him, right?
0: Yeah, well, I, I just – he never took Kerrigan's Her- job. So uh, yeah. I, I, I think when you pair him with Hughes, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good pairing. They, I think they have good second-level defenders – uh, I think they have at least one good cornerback uh, uh, and emerging guy in the former mm-hmm. LSU cornerback, uh, Tradavius White. Uh, but outside of that, I don't know that they have a, a lot of the talent to match up, especially in the past game with the Cowboys. I mean, I think, you know, we talked about this the other day. It's going to be interesting to see how they pair up their defenders against our wide receivers because even as good as White is, I think Cooper can make hay against him for sure, especially if he's healthy again. Um, and so the, the question then becomes, do they decide to double Cooper and then put White on somebody else like Gallup? Either way, I just feel like Gallup, Cooper, and Cobb are uh, three deep that is going to cause some problems down you know, down roster in the cornerback situation for the Bills. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see exactly how they counter that. Uh, and I, and I, then I think on the offensive line and the defensive lines, you know, like I said, on the outside they have some strength. Uh, on the inside, they have you know they they've got Star Latule, uh they've got Ed Oliver, but neither of them have I think performed at the level that 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 both were expected to play at. I, I think that they still have had some issues inside, and, mm-hmm. and some teams have, have made hay uh, at times running against them. So uh, I, I would not be surprised if if it was a lot of inside outside, a lot of uh, getting the ball out to the wide receivers, try to make them make plays. Uh, and then run the ball right up the gut. I mean, I think again, their there's second level defenders kind of mitigate some of those uh, the interior softness. But I agree, yeah. I, I think that uh, uh, you know there's enough of uh, of a soft spot there in the middle of the, the defensive line, especially with with your full complement of, of guards and centers back. And then uh, that combined with uh, with you know, the, the talent disparity between the wide receivers and the defensive backs, the down roster defensive backs, I think is enough for the Cowboys to you know, especially at home, be able to find ways to move the ball on this defense.
1: Does, doesn't it feel like Buffalo kind of has a defense that's similar to Dallas, like the similar strengths and weaknesses, where you have a really good corner in you know Byron Jones and Tredav- Tre'Davious White. But teams have learned to just avoid that side of the field and to attack, you know, the, the other cornerback, you know, Levi Wallace, Shadobi Wouzier. Both teams have really athletic linebackers. Uh, but the middle of their defense can be, you know, it's a small interior defensive line. They want to get up the field and you can run on them if you run up, you know, straight up the field. So to me, it feels like they're, you know, similar styles, maybe similar spots where there's talent. Um, but we'll see how the Cowboys attack. Let's take a quick break. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that wide receiver cornerback matchup this week. All right, Landon. Uh, I have a lot of friends who are Bill's fans just from proximity here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that they get really frustrated with is the play of Levi Wallace. Uh, Wallace is a guy who played really well last year for Buffalo, uh, has not been able to replicate that kind of success this year, um, just doesn't find the ball very well, has been a, you know, a penalty machine, Uh do we kind of anticipate the Cowboys trying to move the receivers around to get guys on Levi Wallace? Do you think they're going to be afraid of targeting Tredavious White on the other side? What do you expect to happen here? I think it's, I, you know, we, as we said
0: before, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Bills play it. And I, and I think that the Cowboys need to be prepared for, you know, if, if they're going to travel White on Cooper – then, yeah, let's just go at Gallup, let's go at Cobb, let's see what they've got on the other side. If they decide to double Cooper and put, you know, White on Gallup, then it I, then I think it becomes a very interesting matchup, honestly, because I, I mm-hmm. think that that's actually a, a talent, uh, you know, Talent wise, I think that's an uh, that's a more interesting battle. I think White yeah. may be a little bit more experienced as a corner than Gallup is as a wide receiver, but I I definitely think Gallup can give everything White can handle one on one. So I I think it's going to be an interesting matchup, and I think a lot of it is is kind of just based on how Buffalo decides to play it. Because to me, it, it's there's a pretty there's a pretty obvious talent disparity leaning towards the Cowboys. if you're just talking about wide receivers versus cornerbacks.
1: Sure. Uh, really quickly, I'm going to mention his name because he's played well against Dallas before. Micah Hyde is yeah. the Bills' free safety. Uh, he's had some big, big games against Dallas. He might actually be Buffalo's best defender this season. Uh, he's just around the ball all the time. He can come down and play in a slot. Don't be surprised if he makes a couple big plays in this game because just that's just the kind of playmaker he is. Um, let's go ahead and move to the other side of the ball, the Cowboys' defense against the Bills' offense. Uh, and let's, let's start with Cole Beasley, Landon. Uh, I think he's, you know, him and John Brown are the two best receivers in this game. You know Cole Beasley going to want to perform well in this one. Uh, how does Cole Beasley match up with Jordan Lewis in this contest?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a similar matchup to what we saw with, uh, with uh, uh, Edelman, except, you know, Edelman's a lot more of an explosive player, I, I think, than Beasley is. Uh, and, and just kind of a general. I mean, we all know who Beasley is.
1: Um, I think he's very the receiver. He's, One he's, of the top three in the NFL. What? <laughs> no. Uh, Sorry.
0: Uh, he's a he's you know look he he can get open. He's he's dangerous within five to six yards. Uh, he he's he's gonna convert a lot of third downs. You definitely gotta watch him on third down. Mm. Um, but I think that you know he has. Uh, geographic limitations, let's say that. Like, I think he, he can't be used all over the field. He can't run, you know, he can run all the routes. I just don't know that he can get open on all the routes. And I think Lewis is, again, uh, uh, you know, familiar with Beasley, uh, athletically matches up well. Uh, I, I, I'm not, I don't have, you know, a lot of fear that, that Beasley is going to, you know, tear this team uh, apart by himself. You know, I and I don't know that that is ever really something that happens with Beasley. For, I think with Beasley, he needs some help on the outside to sure. kind of draw attention yeah. away. So, uh, I think as long as the Cowboys can handle the rest of these guys, uh, then I think Beasley, you know, he'll he'll get his passes. I, I don't think that you can stop you know him getting four or five you know targets probably. Uh, but but the question is is like are, are is he converting first downs on each one of those or is it you know. Is it uh, inconsequential or is it is it deflected away? Is he getting rocked every single time he catches the, the pass?
1: Yeah, I, I, I've watched a lot of the Bills games this year, and Beasley st- still gets open just as well as he did you know, the last two or three years for Dallas. Um, the problem is, is Josh Allen just doesn't seem like the right fit for him as a player. I mean, it just feels like he's open a lot more than what uh, Al- Allen gives him the ball. Allen is a, a quarterback who – uh, it, it, for whatever reason, nothing is on time ever. Well, it, yeah, and ever. the
0: problem is, is that that Beasley's, an, you know, look, he's a he's a route runner like Cooper is, but the difference between Cooper and Beasley is that Beasley's running his routes inside, so that means that the moments that he is open are shorter because I, yes, because absolutely. there's so many more defensive bodies in the spot that he's running the routes that it's he's a window thrower. You got to get the ball to him in that few seconds window where he's he's wide open for those few seconds. But that closes really quickly because there's a lot of other defensive bodies yeah. there. So I, 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 if he's not on time with his throws, he's not taking advantage of Beasley's strength. And then suddenly, Beasley's just a short guy out there who is trying to run flat-footed into an open spot that you know is yeah. not going to be found right away. And this offensive line is not good enough to continue to pass block while Beasley figures it out with Allen, improvisation wise.
1: I fully expect Beasley to catch like five or six passes for like sixty to seventy yards in this contest and be a factor. But the guy that I'm really curious to watch is John Brown. Uh, I know a lot of people know who John Brown is, but I don't think they really understand how good he's been this year. I'm a big uh, fan think, of John Brown. Yeah, man. I, so so am yeah. I. I. I thought that was a guy that the Cowboys should have targeted in free agency. I think he would. We, we talked about that. We talked about that, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's averaging over, you know, about 15 yards per reception this year. 58 catches for 856 yards and five touchdowns. Seems like he's going to be the guy that Allen targets down the field. Um, are you worried about the, the Dolphins' vertical, or the Dolphins, the, the Bills' vertical passing game in this one?
0: I'm certainly not worried about the Dolphins' vertical yeah. passing game in this one. <laughs> Just in this one, though. Uh,. Uh, the, with the Bills, you know, look, I, I feel like the Cowboys generally have been pretty decent at stopping the big plays lately. I, I think they had problems early on in the season for sure, but they've done a, mostly a good job of of limiting that to probably one or two plays mm. a game. I, I think where I worry about uh, Brown is is more in the. Allen gets loose and is improving, and then Brown yeah. starts flying down the field. And Allen, Allen, if he has anything, has an absolute cannon of an arm. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I think if in those kind of situations where, oh, Collins is going to sack him. Oh, he can't get him down. Oh, no. Allen's out of the pocket. Now Brown's streaking down the field. Defensive backs are flat footed. Allen just threw the ball seventy yards across this body across the field down the field in an ill-advised pass that somehow ended up in Brown's hands and a touchdown. That's the kind of play that you know. Allen is is such a high variance player. His level of you know play to play is not great, but the no. thing is, is that no. every game he does at least three or four things that are just uh, ill-advised or you know not something that you would expect a quarterback be able to do, and he pulls it off.
1: That's why I would love to see Dallas blitz Allen in this game, because he just, as talented as their receiving core is, um, he just is not somebody that makes guys, you know, be, he, de- he doesn't beat the blitz very often because it, he needs to see things wide open. He's not a great anticipation thrower. Uh, he wants to get outside the pocket. He wants to extend plays. Uh, And I would just try to keep him in there and and blitz him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I I do want to talk about their offensive line. It does appear that there's a significant talent gap here, right? Their best player is Deion Dawkins. Uh, They're starting a a second-round rookie in Cody Ford at right tackle. Uh, Mitch Morse, their center, has a finger injury. Uh, He is expected to play, but he's not 100%. Uh, Quentin Spain has been somebody who's dropped off over the last couple years. Um, how do you expect this offensive line to match up with the Cowboys' defensive line?
0: Not well, you know. I mean, it, I, it shouldn't. I, I think it's 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 a lot more of a disadvantage for the the Bills' offensive line than it is for the Cowboys' defensive offensive line. Uh, if you're just comparing the 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 trench battles, I think the biggest uh, uh, disparity is going to be the Cowboys' defensive line ta- talent versus the Bills' offensive line mm. talent. Um, You know, and and I think that that's problematic for a guy like in this. You know, look, this is this is why the Buffalo is is, you know, they kind of have a fatal flaw in their offense where Allen's not a good anticipation uh, thrower. Uh, He also doesn't have a lot of time because he has a bad offensive line. Uh, And so if he doesn't make the throw on the first read, if he doesn't get the ball out of his hands quickly, uh, he's likely to get hit. He's likely to, to, to or at least throw while it being hit. And, you know, that's. It can lead to disaster. Other times it's just a matter of, well, here comes the rush. I'm going to escape out and then hope hope it happens. It's kind of an Aaron Rodgers style. So, uh, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers. That's the problem. And so he he has that ability to create, like I said, but it's not something you can necessarily hang your hat on. So for the Cowboys – you know, they need to attack this offensive line, force him into making quick decisions, which is not his forte. Don't let him escape and, and, and buy time with his legs, because even if he doesn't throw the ball, running the ball, he's incredibly dangerous in a way yeah. that, like, like, second only to probably Cam Newton. It's just he's very difficult to bring down once he gets going.
1: Right. He is a guy that's really, really athletic. He wants to get outside the pocket. Inevitably, there's going to be two or three plays where – it's second and long, and the Cal- You think the Cowboys have him sacked, and he escapes for 14. It- it's gonna happen, uh, but the Cowboys have got to find ways to to minimize those, you know, those big plays and those chunk plays uh, on defense. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll make our predictions for this week.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: Landon, big week 13 contest. If the Cowboys can get a win, they can get back onto the right foot. Uh, they are favored by a touchdown in this contest uh, against the 8-3 and three Bills. Who do you expect to win this game and why?
0: I, I expect the Cowboys to win because I, I think, you know, again, like this is these are the kind of games that they win at home, uh, uh, you know, on a week that they've uh, off of a loss. Uh, there's been a lot of criticism. They, this is a team that has a lot of pride. I think the matchup and the situation lines up well for the Cowboys. I mean, I think, you know, even last week, all the talk that we had last week. I mean, that they were facing a very uphill battle if you look at all the there's some things broke their way i feel like before the game that made you that at least gave me some confidence that they could be competitive and they were uh but this week it's all the signs they're at home you know they've they've got their their full offensive line they're missing late in van Der esch but but I, I think that the cowboys should be able to win this game my only concern is that i think early in the game They've got to find a way to make sure that they stop Devin Singletary. We didn't talk about mm-hmm. him. But I think the problems with this defense and stopping the run has been about getting to the running back, bringing him down. Singletary is incredibly quick, incredibly quick in short areas. So the Cowboys need to make sure that they rally to the football, make tackles. Outside of that, I think the Cowboys will score points. Uh, and I think that the the game will probably stabilize by the third quarter. Uh, i I probably pick the Cowboys by – let's say eight points. Uh,
1: I, I struggle a little bit with this one for a couple of reasons. Um, the first being that uh, Jason Garrett's teams have historically started really slow on Thanksgiving uh, during I believe it's nine games now that he's been the head coach on Thanksgiving. Uh, they've averaged just seven points in the first half. Uh, it, it's tough sledding in these ones just and then when you combine with the fact that the Cowboys are you know pretty slow starters this year, it will not surprise me if Buffalo gets out to a seven nothing, ten nothing lead after the first, you know, twenty minutes of this contest, and the Cowboys have to fight back like they normally do. It's, it's becoming a little bit of a disturbing trend. But I do agree that I think Dallas is more talented. I think Buffalo is in the a lot of the same boat as Dallas is where. Uh, they've beaten up on a lot of bad teams. When they've played even a competent team, they've really struggled. They lost to the Eagles. They lost to the Browns in pretty convincing fashion. Uh, we shall see. But I, I think this is going to be a game that comes down to the third. You know, the, maybe the last, you know, five six minutes. Maybe it needs a, a long drive by Dak Prescott. Uh, but I expect the Cowboys to win. I, I expect some urgency from Dallas as well. I think Jerry Jones put some comments out there to to really motivate this team uh, to, you know, especially the coaching staff, the special teams unit, uh, I expect them to be better this week. Um, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, you can follow and at McCoolBCB. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, we're probably going to do a podcast uh, sometime on Friday after the game, so make sure you guys tune in for that. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, and we will see you next time.